This is the Happy Families Podcast with Dr. Justin Coulson. We are Luke and Susie, and this is the podcast for time-poor parents who just want answers now. Every week, different people, same question comes up, (laughs) and that is about our children with social media, our children with screens. Yeah, and because we know as adults, this is a big deal as well, how much time and how we engage with, but we know that in particular with our our young people and whether they hit the teenage years or, or not, everybody wants to be on some form of social media. Yeah. Whether it's Snapchat or Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or, or whatever yeah. it might be, and and we don't know how to navigate the world of our, our of our teenagers' mind mm. and their social life, especially when we can't see it in front of us like two people talking. Exactly, and we're yet to fully see exactly what the consequences are. But we are starting to get some information. And one man who is across social media when it comes to our our kids and is certainly researching it all yeah. the time is Dr. Justin Coulson from HappyFamilies.com. It's, I think it's no surprise that this is a question we're getting every week, Justin, that parents are concerned about how much screen time is okay or you know, how much we should be intervening in our teenagers' social media life. It's, it's, I think, pretty reasonable questions that we're getting. Probably the most commonly asked question for me as well, how do I get my kids off screens? What are screens doing to my children? How do I, how do I get this right? It, it comes up all the time and it's causing all sorts of challenges for families. We, we have addressed this with you a number of times, but I think the fact that we're continuing to get this question, it's, it's worth raising. Well, and it, cha- it changes all the time. Like yeah. Because in, in a sense, the platform changes from Facebook to Twitter to Instagram to Snapchat. And we, we, as, as parents, we're finding it difficult to keep up with the flow uh, YouTube is in there. Uh, there's a whole bunch of things that just keep moving and our kids change development phases and it's pretty intense. It really is. Let, let me give you an idea of just how intense it is. Um, I, I think that, first of all, we need to acknowledge that every time we use a screen, we are being manipulated mm. by definition. We are and our children are as well. As soon as you pick up a screen, you're being manipulated. You think about uh, when I go to schools and I run workshops on this, I've started doing workshops with parents and children. So we'll get all the year seven parents and their kids in or year eight or whatever grade it is. And we talk about this stuff and I get everyone to pull their phone out and and I ask them to just hold it in their hand and just focus on how they feel Mm. both physically and emotionally while they're holding it. Now, you think about that. How does it feel to to hold that phone in your hand? How does it make you feel emotionally? How does it make you feel physically? You're asking us? I am asking you. <laughs> it's well, funny because I would say sometimes it makes me feel in control, like like I'm safe. I've got my phone. Everything's yeah. okay yeah. <laughs> with the world. And that, that answer comes up so often. Parents mm. will say, I feel like I'm less anxious. Yeah. I feel yeah. like I'm in control. I feel like I've got control. Yeah. Very, very common answers. Yeah. Mm. And then people focus on the physical, the aesthetic, and they say, it's just the right weight. And actually, I had one gentleman say in a workshop that I did in Canberra recently, it makes me feel luxurious. Oh, wow. Because he's got a, a brand new phone mm. and you know, it, it feels so nice. Yeah. And, and, and I, I made the point, this is not by accident. Mm. Yeah. The designers of these devices have made them feel like this because when we feel good using their devices, we'll use them more. Mm. But it's not just the way it feels. It's also the, the, big, the big companies that run the show. So who are the big three? You've got Apple, Apple, Samsung. Uh, well, well, I'm not talking just about the, the hardware. I'm talking about the software as Google. well, some of the big platforms. Apple, Google, and 
Facebook. Facebook. Mm. Yeah. They're the big three. They pretty much control what's going on. And, and, you know, once upon a time, when you picked up the telephone in the hallway or in the kitchen when you were a kid, a child of the, let's say, the 80s, <laughs> yes. right, and you've got that phone connected to the cord, connected to the wall. <laughs> and it took 10 minutes to dial the number. <laughs> <laughs> With the old rotary yeah, dial. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> There wasn't a thousand engineers on the other end of that line trying to get you to use the phone more. Mm. But now, when we pick up a device, these three companies and, and all of the other ones that are out there as well, but certainly these big three, they are they, they have more power than any government in the world. Mm. And they're after one thing and one thing only, and that is our attention. To put it into context, um, there are two billion people on Facebook. Two billion, and there's what, eight billion in the world now. Right, about yeah. that. There, there are okay. more people on Facebook than there are Christians. Yeah. There are more people on YouTube. There's 1.5 billion users of YouTube than there are in in the Islamic community. Mm. These numbers are extraordinary, and these companies have more power than any government. They have more power than anyone, and their whole goal is to manipulate us by getting our attention. That's all they want. And here's the scariest thing of all. Every time we click, we give them more information about what will keep us there longer. Yeah. yeah. Every single time we click, they're getting this. Mm. And so I think once upon a time I used to say that it's neither good nor bad. Technology is you know, what we make it. But I am increasingly concerned about technology. And there's three main reasons. Number one, it's, it's absolutely total. From the time we wake up in the morning until the time we go to bed. We are holding, touching, using, interacting with our devices. Secondly, we've never had a product that is so social. These devices are ultimately binding us to other people, but not necessarily in great ways Mm. uh, because they're showing us what we're missing out on. They're making us feel jealous. They're making us feel like we're not good enough. Mm. We've never had a product so social. TV is not social like like these devices. It's static. It's it's, it's a monologue, not a dialogue. Exactly. And we've never had a product so personal. Like I said, every click you tell them more about what will keep you there. Yeah, true. So as a result of that, I'm really genuinely deeply concerned that we're using our devices way too much. Yeah, Yeah. And this is grown-ups that have this happening to them. This is now happening in the minds of children. Like you've mentioned before, not fully formed brains that are still, you know, making those connections to decipher how they're going to interact with the world for their life. And being wired and manipulated as they're using these devices to rely on them more. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a... it's kind of overwhelming, actually, to think about. So from a parent's perspective then, how do we navigate that? So we, our children need to know how to interact with technology. It's a part of our world, yeah. an important part of our world, and a, an important part of many futures when it comes to work. Yeah, yeah. Days. let me be really clear. I'm not mm. anti-tech as much as it sounds yeah. like it. I'm, I'm pro-interaction. Yeah. yeah. And when technology steals our relationships from us, when it steals our physical activity, when it steals our brains, our academic potential, that's when I get concerned about it. Mm. We can have, at the risk of anthropomorphizing technology, we can have a healthy relationship with our phone. Yeah. Um, as much as we have a relationship <laughs> with non-human things. Yeah. Uh, but... But we've got to be so intentional about it. I recommend a, a family um, a family s- screen time and media plan. Uh, and, and when I'm doing these seminars with people, I actually walk them through it. So let me ask you a couple of quick questions. Wow. And these questions are the questions that you should ask your family mm-hmm. in order to put together a, a, a family media plan. Here's the first mm-hmm. one. What are the most positive screen and media experiences that we have as a family? 
and how can we have more of those experiences? See, let's start with what's working. Let's start with the stuff that feels good. You know, I, I know that in, in our home, my three teenagers, they love to sit down with mum and dad and watch The Flash. Every time a new episode of The Flash comes out, we're all in there. I'm not interested in watching. I think that the whole Barry Allen, The Flash, run very fast, <laughs> blah, blah, whatever. But my kids love it. And it's yeah. it's a family bonding time over screens. Yeah. yeah, And that's fine. We can do that once or twice a week. No problem at all. So what are the positive experiences that you're having with screens? Let's get clear on what they are and let's work out how we can maximize those and, 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 and leverage them to benefit our family. Question number two, when is it appropriate to use media and screens and when do we require screen-free time? Mm. There are times where it's perfectly great. There are times where it's completely unacceptable. Now, it's not for me to tell people when it's unacceptable, but I'm going to anyway because I'm that kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> Don't use them at the meal oh, at meal time at all. Definitely. No screens, no TV on in the background, no tablets, no iPads, oh. no laptops, no phones, no nothing. And if somebody just has to get up and Google something right away... Google it and then put it away. Mm. We don't need these at, 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 at mealtime. We need to communicate and connect with, with each other. In fact, whenever we're communicating and connecting, the devices really need to be away. And especially no devices around bedtime, you know, half an hour to an hour before bed. Put them away. And, and the same when you wake up. Your brain – some people use their phones like they use their coffee mm. to wake their brain up. It's not, not good for your brain. Go outside. Go for a 10-minute walk. Go and meditate. Go and pray. Go and sing a song. Go and do whatever it is that you do in the morning to wake up. Yeah. Slowly and peacefully. Next question. What is our decision regarding filters and other security measures? Mm -hmm. I think that filters are valuable. But to change the metaphor, while we need to fence our pool, you can't fence the ocean. Yeah. So we've got to do so much more than have a filter. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. it's not enough. Uh, what's our decision regarding the apps that our children will be allowed access to and at what ages? I want to give you... And, and there's more questions that, I'll, that, that we can go through, but we probably haven't got time for it. But let me give you the best parenting app. The, sorry, the best education app that you can get on, yep. on, on a phone. Okay, so if you, um, if you pick up your phone, and if you're driving, don't do this. Just do it in your head. <laughs> this, this is actually an add-on that goes with your camera. So pick up your phone, open up the camera, yeah. okay? And in the camera, there's that little reversing bit. If you click on the reversing bit and have a look into the phone right there, you'll be able to see something. What do you see? I see, I see me. Yeah, you see you. You are the best app for your children. You tricked, me. you tricked me into it. You don't need to download it. You just need to be there. Most of the educational apps that are out yeah. there are garbage. They're not educational. They're a waste of time, and they just teach kids to stare at screens. There are some good ones, but most of them aren't. But the best app for your children is you. Mm. Oh, Love it. Look at that. I'm the best app. I should be on the list of the Apple Store. <laughs> Five stars. <laughs> it, it, it's fascinating. We had, uh, not through planning, but we had a, a technology free day with our kids just recently out of a, a disciplinary uh, scenario. And I tell you what, it was the best day of connecting with our kids we've ever had to the point where we went, it's almost like it was almost like a fasting for, for us as a family from technology. Have that one day and we went, we've got to do this again. Yeah. We played cards and we, you know, kicked a footy and we did did things that we have neglected doing face to face and it was a really good connection day. Not anti technology, but I am pro connection. Yeah. yeah. And to the extent that tech gets in the way of connection, we need to get rid of tech. Yeah. 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 Beautiful. Justin Coulson from happyfamilies.com.au. It is a big question that I'm sure we will continue to get into the future about how to manage social media and screen time with our kids. But thank you for, for talking about that with us today. We appreciate it. I hope that helps.
Well, if you'd like some more information on how parenting can be a little bit easier in your family, there's resources available at the website happyfamilies.com.au or if you're interested in having Dr Justin Coulson speak at your community group, organisation or event, you can find out more at justincoulson.com.au